You're listening to R.O.D. Coming at you live. Yes, which way? What, when, how? Mr. R.O.D. flip the track right now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on this lovely Monday evening in Scottsdale, Arizona to the R.O.D. Show. Glad to have you here. Last weekend was a holiday. We kind of took a little bit of a break, so back at it. Um, my guest this evening is Catherine Quinniff Reckling. She is the lead singer of a group called Sugar Bee. Catherine, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Otto. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for letting me drag you in here. I know I've talked to you <laughs> for this for about a year, and you're like, I don't want to go on that show. I'm I don't shy. I don't have anything to say. I know. And you know what's funny? My nickname is Chatty. And um, <laughs> you know you know me better than I know myself. But no, I'm so excited to be here. So, And well, I know we're going to have fun. Because you, you and I a, always have good conversations. I know. And you have a lot going on. So we'll have plenty plenty to talk about. But uh, over the years, you mentioned, you know, that I know you're chatty. Yeah, we've actually worked together in some sessions before. And so I've been, we've actually had a process of working on music together. You were the, my first experience in a studio was with you oh, wow. for Mary Arizona when oh, I first yeah. joined as his band. Wow. Yeah. So that would have been a 96 or 7 or 8 or something I like that. I think it was 90, 98 or 99. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys you do. You don't remember you do? that? Well, I did it for five years. I remember exactly <laughs> which year you guys were on it. You did the uh, Santa Claus song one year, I Yeah, think, we right? did the Grinch Who Stole... Christmas, Christmas when I did it, right. but yeah, they did Santa Claus before that. Santa Claus is coming to town the year yeah. before, I think. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll have to drag, you know drag those tracks out and play them. So um, since we're actually talking about that band, uh, that band was around the valley for a long, long time. In fact, I did a record with them, uh, a version of the group before you were involved with the band, and then uh, since then that's been dissolved. But a lot of the members have kind of stuck around, and there's a new kind of version of the group called Sugar Beat. Right. That is your group that you're the lead singer of. Right. And uh, just to tell us a little bit about that group, who else is in that is in that outfit? So uh, on bass we have Heijung Choi, mm-hmm. and uh, Heijung was in as is. Heijung was in as is, yes. So Heijung and I actually we we joined as is at the same time. Oh, okay. So it was great because um, when there were eight of us in the band, and when we'd be traveling on the road, we could share a room a hotel room so we could mm-hmm. all double up and it right. helped with the budget and you know living with it's horrible. another it's woman it's horrible when you have a whole band with one girl and she always gets her own room and nobody else does and everybody gets <laughs> mad so you kind of dodge the bullet there. you know what I loved I, that has happened though a few times and I'm like ha ha suckers <laughs> I'm the chick see you <laughs> later or they're in the band house and it's like disgusting and there's like weird like once they there were some type of bug it wasn't a bed bug but they all got just chewed up and it was at um the band house in um in globe arizona what's the casino what's uh, the casino there i don't know apache uh, gold i never leave town <laughs> oh my gosh apache gold yeah and they were in this nasty band house i'm sure this was so long ago and i'm sure, I'm sure the band house it, is yeah. Beautiful now, now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was in the casino, cool. like in my puffy hotel room, room, and and yeah, the guys were kind of bummed out about that. But so it's good to have Heijung. So who else is oh, in yeah. the group? Oh yeah, so yeah, Heijung my, is my sister, and then um, Derek Butler on drums, mm-hmm. and um, so but he also sings. So does Heijung. So there's three vocalists, which and, is awesome. and Derek was in the Azz's band on and off. I think there were different. Derek was in the band for years. He was in the band before Heijung and I. Right. So he and Mark 
have known each other forever, and they grew up together and Mark in a is, band. And Mark is another guy in the band. And Mark, I have to talk about Mark. Oh, Mark. He is my beautiful husband who uh, actually started as his band. And um, so we, we, we started our paths started crossing and then we started working together in and he plays uh, steel drum yeah steel drum keyboards keyboards sings a little bit sings a little bit and he's a great songwriter would you say that he's a manager of the group or would, are the two of you kind of the managers of this outfit Sugar Beat do you run the show yeah we both do he mm-hmm. is you know more mus- musically directing mm-hmm. and then I'm kind of doing everything else facilitating and who like else rehearsal. who else is in the group so well, we'll come back to mark mark will be a big part of the show yeah that's for sure um so um so terry busoletti mm-hmm. is playing with us on guitar and um he and i were bandmates in the first band when i first moved back to arizona and um he he's amazing musician and songwriter and um so he's been helping us out on guitar but he has another band then there's also um we use john bronson Mm -hmm. who is another great player in town he has he's got i think probably three other projects Mm -hmm. that he does so he helps us out and then also thano sonis has Mm -hmm. helped us a ton and so um we we uh have been kind of using those three players because um they're amazing and um but they all have other projects because they're so good so yeah well it's tough too i mean in this business there's it seems like everybody in this town is in more than one band if music is what they do right for sure you and mark for example aren't in another band but you have another business right yeah we are we have a residential real estate brokerage so mark is the designated broker i'm an agent so we if you want to buy a house from a Reclaim steel properties. drum you know yeah or, or a <laughs> yeah. pop rock singer yeah. i think that's kind of cool you guys could offer to play at every house you sell and it could you know what we bonus, talked about that know. we're like we should do throw it in we'll it's do a, a duo at your housewarming party yeah <laughs> whatever it takes yeah. So, but it's fun because we get to wear a couple different hats, and um, but you know we we met each other just as musicians, and so that's been nice to reconnect on a musical level again because when we started the business, it we had babies and we started a business and it was kind of crazy and and um, so when the kids got older, then we were like, let's start working. These when you songs. say older, you mean like five? So yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're little. No, they are. Um, I have two kids. My son Marco is twelve. I know they're awesome. And Kira is eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, so they are so fun, and um, and they're actually at a good age because they like they like to come to the gigs and you know we'll make Marco videotape us mm-hmm. and we like have them help set up the PA and. Kira yeah, knows exactly how to like set everything that's up. That's awesome. I know it's it's so fun. So seeing you guys practice at your house and they don't mind. So imagine another three or four years, they're going to want to practice at the house too with their band. Oh, I'm that's sure. Next. You know what? <laughs> we cool. and that's one thing. When they are practicing piano, practicing the drums, we're just we're like, do it, go for it. It's it's who you are. That's I awesome. Mean, yeah. So they're it's fun. It's a fun little environment so you mentioned that um getting back together with the music as though there was a time when you weren't playing so i guess when the kids were first born you kind of took a hiatus yeah we um, in fact let's back up to how you met mark 
Okay. How did that? Because you you were singing. In fact, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna take Start the from time the beginning. machine all the way oh, back. Oh yeah. And we'll get to the whole. We'll come all the way back to that. Okay. And everything the band is doing now, toward the end of the show. Okay. So let's go back to the very beginning. When you were born, a poor little girl in what little town? <laughs> now, where were you at? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Outside oh, really? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I um, and I think that's why I like love Motown. Mm-hmm. I really do because I that's where my energy first right. happened. I think. So when you were a little girl running around the house, this was one of your favorite records, probably. You know what? It was. I had my my little record player. I just listened to it for hours and hours. Do you remember what else was on this album? You know, I went through, and it was funny because I was like, oh, I forgot about that song. I forgot. They, there were a lot of covers. Like, he's so soulful and fun, and um, yeah, I loved it. I was addicted to the Jackson 5. I am telling you, when I first, my mother is the one who gave me the album, and I remember it was Valentine's Day, and I had, I'd always loved music, she knew I loved music, but I was always listening to like the little kid music, and then she, she gave me the album, and she was like, one of my friends told me that this is really good, and, and I hope you like it. And I remember playing it and like seeing the album, the picture on it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, these are kids!" And and then I heard it, and I was like, "I'm so hooked! Mm-hmm. Like I love music." And um, I spent hours and hours in my room by myself playing my records. So you had your own little record player, a little yeah. clo- close and play. Exactly. You know? it was so were your folks blue. musicians or into music, or what was their relationship? No, like? they they weren't. I mean, they love music. I think everybody loves music. That's part of being human, but. They, that uh, hasn't been. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. Really? Yeah. You I don't, don't think, think every single person loves music? I don't think everybody does. I think. I, think I disagree I, with you. I, in fact, I used to say they shouldn't call us all humans. The ones who have music should be called one thing, and the ones that don't should be called something else because the experiences are so different. Well, I don't know. I thought everybody loved music because I think. There's but so we'll, we'll ask everyone. We'll find out. We'll ask okay. everybody. People, we'll call in right now, everyone. Call oh, in. Oh, yes, vote no. <laughs> um, but, okay, wait. What was I saying? <laughs> Did you ask me Well, I asked about your mom, and, oh, yeah, and you were right. talking about you think everybody loved music. Do you have brothers and sisters growing up? Yes, I have. I have two brothers and, and a sister. Older, younger? I have an older brother, and then a sister who's younger, and then a brother, my baby bro. Any musicians in the lot? You know... We all took piano when we were little, mm-hmm. and um, and then my I remember like our, my school load getting heavier, and and I didn't really dig the the um, piano teacher, and I was begging my mom, please, I don't want to do this anymore. 
and um and so she was like all right that's fine and so of course looking back why why did did i not want to do it but um you know i always i then i started like it, it I was playing piano then. I had this teacher in the fifth grade who was a guitar player, mm-hmm. and he was another person who was a huge influence on my musical life because he let us he he let us sing current songs, and he would kind of update them, and then we would sing in church, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever soloed was in church at like a kid's mass. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then... From there, I just um, I always loved to sing, but I, I didn't really have any any outlets. I just how, was it, how old were you the first time you got a band together? So when I moved back to well, actually I was living in LA. How old are you now? I don't want to lose track of my timeline here. So you're in Detroit, you fifth grade, right? Okay, so then fast forward like twenty years, and I'm living in LA, right? And I'm. Um, I was working in film and TV production, like doing wardrobe and styling and cool. doing all this freelance stuff. It was so fun. And um, my, uh, I, I always wanted to try to sing in a band. Like mm-hmm. that had always been my, my, my dream. Mm-hmm. And so my sister was the one who encouraged me. She's like, you should do it. I've heard you sing. Try it. So I went to the musician's contact service on Sunset Boulevard and like filled out my little form. And um, I got a call from this band out of Colorado that was coming into L.A. to showcase. They were called um, Ace and the Midnight Blues. It's <laughs> cool so, that you remember. Yeah, because... That's a big deal. You know, it, I, was, I was so shocked that anybody called me. Mm-hmm. Then we go to this house to rehearse. And, you know, the, P, the PA was set up. And I remember they were like, all right, well, you, you go sit over here or stand over there. That's your mic. And it was all original stuff. And I remember, like, the first time I, like, grabbed the mic, mm-hmm. I was like, I just remember that feeling. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, this is, this feels so good. Cool. And so, anyway, from there, um, so I did that one gig in mm-hmm. L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to, like, do a little bit, like, stretch out a little bit at one song. And someone came up to me afterwards, and they were so nice. They were like, I wish you would have got to sing more. You have a really good voice. And, and it was it, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, ended up moving back to Phoenix, and that's when I was like, "All right, you know what? I am going to lie my booty off and say I I used to sing in a band in L.A." You did for a minute. <laughs> for one minute, I did, and so um, I I started calling on ads in the New Times, and oh my god, that was I probably called on you know different musicians wanted ads for a couple months and. You know, some of those conversations are so funny because these people are, there's so many different types of music and types of, types of people and, and, and just talking to them on the... commitment to the process. Well, and some just, you just, get a good idea yeah. of who they are on the phone, talking yeah. to people on the phone. I mean, come on. Like, they're like, we're really political and we want it. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't even read that stuff. <laughs> you know, at that point I was like, I could care less about politics. No, I'm not your person. Then there was another one that was like traveling a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds really good. They like, we all like the same music and we were talking on the phone and, and then they're like, uh, I go, well, what, what's the name of the band? And he said, oh, uh, it's lickety split. And I was like, lickety split. That's like, I'm, I'm not going to be in a band. I'm not going to be in that band. I don't like that name. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Have a nice day. 
And then finally, um, I I remember like talking to Mel, who happened to be the person that you know I called the ad part time musicians. They only wanted to do it part time, mm-hmm. and um, and he was so normal. There were like two engineers that worked at. Um, God, now I can't remember. Um, Intel or something. Yeah, what was what was like the big one? Back, Motorola. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. So, um, so I, so we set up a time for me to come and re- to, to come and audition, and it happened to be on Cinco de Mayo, and I was like, ooh, that's a really good sign. Cinco de Mayo is my favorite holiday, and so I go to enchiladas with all my girlfriends mm-hmm. and have a couple of margaritas, and then I'm like, okay, I'm I have to go um, pick up a like my dry cleaning or something. Went auditioned, came back to um, my girlfriends because I didn't want to tell anybody oh, that wow. I was auditioning for a band just sure. in case just you in know, case it didn't pan right because I just can't handle that so can't handle that kind of rejection from yeah, your friends so we I told you you'd never make it <laughs> You're, yeah Shut although up. usually my girlfriends are you know they're yeah. always like but the wind beneath feeling. my wings yeah. but yeah. so um, so anyway they ended up calling the next day and that's actually where I met Terry Busoletti the guitar player okay and um and so the name of the band that passed the, the so the name of the band we decided they decided was going to be the Meltones because <laughs> his name was Mel and right. he started the band and you like that um no I was like I want Wango Tango I want Dizzy <laughs> Lizzy I want you know I was like yeah and Something but like I was way split, younger than all of them and and anyway but we we started playing and um. It took a long time, actually, to get out and play. We rehearsed for like eight months because we couldn't find a bass player, Otto. They're hard to find. Where were you? They're hard to find. I know. It was really hard to find, but we found a bass player. We Good. started playing out. And then from there, um, you know, we, like, more bookings would happen. And some of the guys were like, I, you know, I, I have a family and I have a wife and I can't do this every, you know, three days a week. I mm-hmm. can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that's when and uh, you could so you were kind of like yeah I was like I want I want to do it and yeah. and so um, so as things kind of happened naturally um, we were playing a a gig and there was a drummer Michael Lyon was in the audience came out to see us and he wanted to put together a a band and do a lot of the style um, the New Orleans style music mm-hmm. and so um, so he did he put the band together and terry and i ended up um joining his band and um and then and that was called desert gumbo band and that was around yeah. actually they still play yeah. i played in desert gumbo band for like seven years mm-hmm. and it was a blast i i learned so many new artists and because all of the guys that i've always played music with they were always a couple years older than me and they mm-hmm. were all like these amazing musicians that were and the majority of them were self-trained and they just had such a huge knowledge base of these Catalog, artists and, played and, yeah, played and, played, yeah. Yeah. and and um so so it was it was so fun um and, and how did you go from that band then into the as is band with mark how did, so how did that happen well you know how there's there's always a beginning and an end to every chapter of your life. And Mm -hmm. I could kind of feel that it wasn't like there was some, there just was like different energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, 
I just knew, you know what, I'm not super happy. Nobody's super happy. I think it's time to like figure something else out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was going to be. And, um, and then one of my friends at one of our last gigs, again, she, she came to um, Coyote Springs. Remember that mm-hmm. venue? They always had live music. It was so fun. And um, she, her name was Pamela Medanis, and, and um, she was very complimentary of Desert Gumbo Band. And I said, well, of course, we sound really good because I'm quitting the band. <laughs> and that's always how it is, like when you're, right when you're good. really making it. And um, so she was like, oh, well, oh, you have to call me. You have to call me. You, I, I think I, I might have a gig for you. And, and so um, she left her business card on the stage. And so... One That's of my cool. good friends, he's he he like told me years ago when I was in LA. He's like, whenever you have a phone call, if if someone calls you, someone gives you a business card, if someone sends you something, you react to that and and you have to follow through because you never know where that's going to take you. That's right. And so, um, sure enough, Mark ends up calling and saying, "Well, you know, let's check it out. Let's." Let's see if you know you if if this might be a good fit. And so um, they had come out to see the band like prior to um, the, or actually they came out to see the band after he called me, and we didn't Maybe really say the Aziz band came out to see the, the gumbo band. Well, just Mark mm-hmm. Reckling, my husband, my my future husband, right at that time, <laughs> and Steve Strauss. Those two right. were running the band right. Aziz band for years, right. and so. Um, so they came out and um, and then we kind of talked and and um, we we just it was really super. Well, I knowing the three of you, I know it, it had you had to just hit it off right away. Yeah, like it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. The the conversation was funny and um, and you those know, guys left going yes. We want. <laughs> well, I hope so. Well, they someone did because then you know then we started rehearsing and we right. we kept it really under our hats because you know I didn't know if if it was going to be a good fit. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew they were cool and it was fun and and they were the band that I'd always thought would be so cool to travel around mm-hmm. and, and write and and um, so anyway we um, we ended up uh, rehearsing and and it was just. I mean, it just was, I felt like mm-hmm. I was home. Mm-hmm. And that style of music, they, you know, it's it's so easy to dance to. And it's, it's, um, it's, I loved reggae. You know, we had done reggae in the yeah, other bands. Yeah, they do and, an infusion of kind of a Yeah, pop, Calypso, Ska, you know, Soka. Yeah, they kind of blend it all together. With the horn together. section. Yeah, right. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so She this can do a so lot with, with an outfit like that. Yeah. So. What do you say we play one of the songs... Uh, from the uh, I guess this is a sugar beat actually Johnny said is be off of an as is record it is and actually that was that that was like one of the songs that Mark and I wrote Um, that was one thing like we started working together and I I said you know I I, you know I have I I write and he's like oh well I have I I write let's like I'll I'll send you some some arrangements I have Mm -hmm. and and actually the first one that he sent me it ended up being just one remedy and I had had that song in in the majority of the form, mm-hmm. and it fit perfectly to what he had written. And so, of course, that's like one of my favorites. But well, I haven't heard Johnny that. said well, in let's so. Play, let's play uh, just one remedy. Okay, or at least just a little one bit remedy. Of it. 
And so, um, also, I kind of we kind of skimmed right through all of that. People who know you guys know you're married. You've mentioned you're married, but you did meet, as you said, you met as musicians getting together in a band and then writing. Yeah, actually, I I I knew of him because we went to the same high school. Oh, and okay. And um, but I didn't know him like he was right. more of an acquaintance, and I knew you know the band and right. um, and he had dreadlocks, so I like you could always spot him. Right. <laughs> he was so, a kid with long hair. But I was working at Signature Models and Talent. I was um, a print agent, and I actually called him. The first time I called him was because I wanted him to be at an audition for a. It was a, a Brazilian billboard campaign for Marlboro Red cigarettes, and they needed edgy looking people and. Mm-hmm. When my my um, the agent that and at I this point for, you weren't in the band. No, okay. this was like I was Melton's I was maybe. doing I was no I was in Desert Gumbo. Okay, I was in Desert Gumbo, so I called Mark and and I'm like, hey, I want you to do this audition and you know just show up and dress like you, when you dress on stage and um <clears throat> and so he was like, what? I, okay, you know he didn't really know what right. what the yeah. audition was about. So he shows up and and I see him because I happened to go to the audition and he's in like a white button down shirt and dress pants and you know a belt and matching shoes. I'm like, that is so not how you dress on stage and. This is not what I told you to do. And he's like, oh, I had to go to lunch with my dad. And, and, and so, but the casting director is cool. She was like, don't worry about it. She's like, take off your shirt. And then just, because she was all into the dreads. She was like, right. oh, here we go. That's and so sure enough, like he ends up getting this big booking. And um, and they, they, after that, we, our paths crossed all the time like right. I would see him at a party or I'd see him at Home Depot or I'd I just we'd always run into each other or our bands would be playing the same venue but mm-hmm. maybe we were on a Friday and they were on the Saturday right. or we were opening like we were the first band of the the you know festivities and they were like so the let's come back to you guys after we listen to the first song I guess that you wrote together okay just one right? remedy just one remedy here's a piece of it <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Just One Remedy from actually the As Is Band, which was uh, co-written and sang by my guest, Catherine Reckling, Catherine Quinniff Reckling, here on the Auto D Show. So when's the last time you heard that song? You know, I haven't listened to that that album in, I don't even know how many years. <laughs> it's been a little while. I know, and it's funny because I, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I, I sing it so different. I mean, we still play it in the band, of mm-hmm. course, in Sugar Beat, but... Um, well, it's but a happy it, song. It's good to play live. You know? Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's fun to. I mean, I always. It's funny because I. I love. I love to sing that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's the first one you wrote together. Yeah. And now you've written tons together. Yes. In fact, you're in the middle of a project right now. Yes, the project <laughs> goes on and, and on, on and on. on. Well, but some records do. There. You know, it takes time. I know, and that's the thing. You know, especially with jobs and families. Yes, exactly, and. um but one thing, you know, we 
when Mark and I, it's so fun to when when we are working on on music, mm-hmm. and like the way we collaborate is, we get some really cool ideas going, and and that's we hadn't done that together, been creative like that in it probably like five years when the kids were little, mm-hmm. and so now it should have been it's been around for five years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I didn't realize how much I missed it, mm-hmm. and and how how much fun we have doing it mm-hmm. when uh, when we're making you know when we're we're creating songs and so now you and Mark, you know, I mean, you have the business and you have the two kids. He's one of the coaches on the soccer team, right? Oh yeah, he's and you like, guys play a lot now. Again, you're playing you know, by the yeah. way of the weekend or so. I mean, you're playing lots of gigs. Yeah, we we um, we have a, a regular steady gig that starts in uh, September 25th at Oso in Paradise Valley, mm-hmm. and we play every Sunday from four to seven. It's really really fun. It's dog friendly, family friendly. It's like a big huge space, and um, it's been a blast. We've been there for. Um, a couple of years now mm-hmm. and then um, and then we do corporate events private events we're playing a wedding in Sedona one of our friends from high school so we've known this couple for years and years and they are getting married and we are the band they wanted and it's so flattering cool. and we're gonna go up there I know I'm gonna be I hope I can make it because I get so now I get so teary-eyed when I'm like <laughs> at weddings and stuff because it's like such a great story and here you know they went to high school together and and you know years later they're they ended up falling in love and now they're getting married and it's awesome that is awesome yeah so what have you learned from being a mom in a band i mean how do you manage that are you the only mom um who's a musician of the moms of the school kids of your kids classmates i mean i would imagine there aren't a lot of them running around who are lead singers in a local band okay let me think about this well, no, I do. Did the, do. Do the I, other moms point at you like that's the one that's the singer? I mean, do you get no. that? No, you know what? It's funny. Like most people don't know um, because when we were in in our kids' preschool, that's where that's we met true. all of our great and friends. You guys weren't really playing then. You and were we weren't playing a lot, the business. right? And then so we we got this amazing circle of friends that all of our kids are you know the same age, and we have a blast together. Everybody's at different schools. But um, it's just really good energy and fun. So they, but they, when we started Sugar Beat, then they have always been so supportive. And, Big fans. Cool. And yeah. Well, now, how did two musicians start to become real estate agents? Because neither of you were when you met in the As Is Band. Right. And so what prompted getting real jobs in that fashion? Well, it was interesting because um, when, when I joined the band, as his band, um, I was looking to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, and I wanted a home with a guest house because I was like, I just want to do music. Well, I want to. I can make noise or practice. Yeah, or no, to rent it out so I could like, it could help go. me <laughs> swing my mortgage. So, um, so I was looking for a house and, um, and found this little house with a guest house in this cute little historic neighborhood. And Mark, actually, he had bought his home a couple of years prior. And so he he was always, you know, doing renovations. And then when I bought my house, I wanted to to redo the guest house. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I just, I didn't know anything about it. I just kind of did it, mm-hmm. you know, found people to do it. And one of my good friends, Suzanne, she's an artist, and I went to college with her, and she was like, oh my gosh, 
you were the contractor on this because she would come to visit me from LA and mm-hmm. she was like you're you're the contractor you're hiring the plumber you're hiring the electrician you're hiring that's what contractors do and I was like wow that's pretty cool I didn't know I was a contractor well I'm not a contractor but you know so anyway so we had so many similar experiences with our working on our houses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um, Marco was a baby and Mark's mother wanted to sell her house and she was like Mark get your real estate license and and you can be my agent and see if you like it because I think you would be so good at it and and oh, cool. uh, yeah because oh my gosh Mark and I had we were like what are we gonna do oh my gosh we, we're gonna we're gonna have a baby and we're in a band we're, and we're in a band and we have to Thano, like Thano are we, you listening <laughs> Thano Sonos oh and baby Charlie congratulations I know congratulations Lauren on your and Thano oh my gosh so excited for them I met the baby he's beautiful I saw a photo oh, on Facebook oh he's so he's darling so, um, so Mark's so anyway, mom. Yeah, so Mark's mom was the one who, who suggested it because Mark and I were like, maybe we should, um, we were talking to, you know, different Open businesses. Oh, we were like, should we buy a 31 Flavors? I'm like, I will be so huge and fat if we buy a 31 Flavors because <laughs> I kind of like ice cream. That's not a good one. And then we were thinking, um, there was another one of, uh, a family friend who was like, you guys could buy a bread delivery company. There you go. That is, they're they're not that hard to to purchase, and mm-hmm. you like basically buy a route, mm-hmm. and and you you do your route, and and so we actually met with one of the ladies, and then um, and then we were thinking about we're like, okay, here we are, we stay up all night, and we sleep all day, and we would have to get up really early mm-hmm. in the morning i don't know if this is a good fit for us so luckily luckily we didn't do that but in in the meantime then then genevieve wanted to you know uh buy a new house and so so mark being super brain he like right. goes to the scottsdale uh school of real estate crash course probably total crash course nine days he like bangs out 90 hours of classes then he um he took the test and the two the state test the school test passes and um he and my brother who is in commercial real estate he ended up letting mark hang his license with him so he could like check it out Mm -hmm. and then mark had so many friends that were real estate agents and real estate lawyers and and so people that he could reach out to Mm -hmm. for because you know commercial is so different than residential so so but and mark is super smart i mean he he is he's got an attorney brain like that's he just Mm -hmm. is is built that way and he so all of the documents and and all of that it, it was it was like a duck to water right, he right just started that. doing it and then he knows so many people we were very fortunate that you know people um were gonna mm-hmm. work with him and he got so busy then he was like you have to get your license and help me so i got my license and um and it's been a blast because we you know, we get to work with all these different clients, mm-hmm. helping them buy and sell homes. And then, you know, whenever there is an opportunity, we've been able to do a flip here and there, mm-hmm. which is so fun where you, you know, remodel. And that's such a blast mm-hmm. to, like, redo a house. Well, you get a lot of your creative, you know, expression yeah. in that way as well. Yeah, it's fun. And so for the first few years of the business, you kind of didn't have time to apply? Or was it just 
just not spoken about you know, and sidelined? What we happened? Did, we played, but we didn't. You know, it. there's a lot of time and effort that goes into running a band, the rehearsing, mm-hmm. the time on the phone trying to book venues, you know, keeping everybody working. Mm-hmm. And when, when we, you know, started looking into this new chapter, we still would take the gigs that came in mm-hmm. when the phone would ring we would take it and the great thing was everybody who was in the band everybody would be like oh yeah we're in because it was like our family and and so that it just kind of it kind of faded out you know mm-hmm. it, it, it took a couple of years but you know then then we were so busy with little kids oh right. my goodness right and I take my hat off to anyone who can be a musician and have little monkeys because it is your brain is scrambled you're Mm -hmm. always unorganized (laughs) it's so crazy but it's fun and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a blessing it just is you're just you're just surviving right now you guys i believe when you joined uh the as is band um there was a no no members can date each other rule yes that was actually that was our first you guys got married so tell me how you what happened that's funny because i you know whenever i would be in in a band i was always like look i tell the guys i i never date anyone in the band and and so so that was really your rule so you that was my rule yeah because you know i i love oh my gosh every single musician i've been fortunate enough to play with and and get to know like we've had so many great times and mm-hmm. um that just was the easiest way to like keep it simple right <laughs> and so so the first meeting with steve and mark and we're sitting there and i go well, i just want to tell you um i you know i want to be a part of the booking because mm-hmm. i was booking my own band right so if you guys want to book your stuff and then i'll take a commission it, on the stuff i book and they were like no 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 let's all we'll just all everybody tries to book as much as possible and I go, and and so they, they gave me that, and I was like, okay, good. And then I said, um, and then the other thing is, um, I never date anyone in the band. And Mark was like, well, you're fired. <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of funny. And um, so from there, you know, we just, it was, they were my brothers. Like, we had so much fun, and... Um, and you know it was i was kind of thrown into it like we we rehearsed two times and then we had a we had a uh, fundraiser mm-hmm. that was like a formal attire fundraiser and i remember i still had like all of my my lyrics which mm-hmm. i hate doing that on stage you know but i i didn't i i couldn't learn this catalog of songs for this gig so right. so anyway i had my cheat sheets and we did we did a couple sets and then we took a break and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? Because we had done all of the songs that I sang. Right. And sure enough, our contact comes in and she was like, you know what? You guys are good. We're moving the venue downstairs for like the late night cocktails. So thank you so much. So we didn't have to play again. I was like, oh awesome. my God. Thank goodness. So we all went out and like drank cocktails, the whole band and had blast. And then, um, and you know, it was like one of those things where like we just... It, we I kept getting stronger in my knowledge of the material, and then we 
like a couple weeks later we were in Austin for South by Southwest and doing a showcase there which was such a blast because I went to school in Texas Mm -hmm. and all of my girls like came down to Austin and we were hanging together and hanging with the band all of Mark's buddies like there was a big crew we had it was it was like entourage it was so fun (laughs) (laughs) and like it just always has been like it's so when did you guys start how long were you in the band before you guys started dating or how did that happen um, Did the band know you were dating when you started dating? No, we. You know, it's funny because I, I had never like I always thought Mark was cute because his personality. He's just like he's charming. He's so charming, and but he was always dating somebody, and and um, and I was you know dating people, right. and um, we just it was a friendship, and he was like my male perspective. Like I'd be like, okay, I I went out with this guy. It, I don't know. I don't think he likes me because this is what happened. Da, 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 and Mark would be like brutally honest, like, no, he doesn't like you. <laughs> and then, you know, I, same for him. Like, I right. would tell him, like, That's you know, funny. I think that girl is way more into you than you are to her. You know, why are you bothering? Da, right. da, 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 da. So we just had this kind of relationship. So um, sure enough, I realized that everything everything in my life started correlating to Mark. Like I would be walking through the airport, like coming back from Vegas, we'd be playing Vegas and, and I'd see a man with like these old funky shoes and I'm, oh, you know what, Mark's, when he gets old, he's gonna wear old funky shoes like that, I just know that. Or I'd be hiking and, and I'd see like a flower growing out of this little crack in a rock and I'd be like, oh, Mark would love that because he loves to garden. Like, he was, like, always, like, every... And then I remember stopping and thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm in love with him. I'm in love with Mark Reckling. And it was, like, the best revelation, but then the scariest because he was dating somebody, and I didn't think he would ever, like, look at me that way. And I didn't want to lose my gig. I didn't want to. I I just I didn't want anything to change because it was the right. band was going so well and right. and so um so it wasn't until Millennium and we had this big gig down down in Rocky Point and we played at this um, this this community this development that mm-hmm. was down there and and um, we everyone brought their significant others because it was millennium and, mm-hmm. and they, they we all had hotel rooms they, right. they rented jeeps for us to drive down they were like it was awesome awesome gig and um i i was seeing this guy who lived in la he was a cameraman for fox news he's such a great guy but it was like a long distance thing and it was very new and mm-hmm. um and he had to cover um, Vegas for Millennium. So I was going down to Rocky Point, so I was going to be, you know, solo. And and then Mark ended up breaking up with his his girlfriend. And so he ends up down there by himself, too. And so we, the two of us would always end up, like, late night, you know, closing down the bars, talking to everybody, <laughs> and having a blast. And, like, everybody else, like, the couples would go, go back off. and, yeah. you know, and do their thing. So, um he it was after after the millennium party that we played and he 
we were in this Mexican dance hall and Heijung was with us and like all of us were like partying and having a blast and then everybody kind of petered out and went home except for Mark and I and he we were dancing and he like whispered he like said in my ear um I I always thought it and I couldn't understand him because we're in a Mexican dance hall and I'm like wait what and he was and then he kind of shook his head like never mind I go no wait say it again and so I like point to my ear he's like I always thought I would kiss you on the millennium and then I was like what wait a minute I, I'm then I was thinking that I was hearing things so I was like wait 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 say it one more time just say it one more time and he so he said it and then I I couldn't believe my ears and I just hugged him we hugged and we started dancing and we were like I could feel our hearts like pounding together like it was the most amazing thing awesome. in my life and and you know what I we didn't even kiss that was a weird thing we were like okay we're not gonna kiss until after we get done with this gig tomorrow because we had to do a barbecue <laughs> and we didn't I didn't know I don't know why we were it like just, we were like third graders like okay we, we have to do work right first now. and then we'll kiss after <laughs> so we we yeah we ended up like waiting and then kissing and it was like the I knew the I beginning was of the rest of the yeah, story. Yeah, it was like the rest. I knew it, he was my person. And now you started a record uh, with this band after that event, um, probably about five. How long? How many years ago? This new record. So we we wrote some of these songs like ten years ago, and um, you know we a couple times we like brought them to the the band, and someone be like, ah, you know, it doesn't sound like as is, and they kind of poo pooed some of the the songs and. But but um, the then we would do you know trios and duos mm-hmm. like to tracks on, and um, and a couple of them you know we'd be playing and like we uh, my guitarist Robert Cote mm-hmm. I remember him like hearing one of them going you know I I was looking all over iTunes for that song but I I can't find it who who is it by and we were like that's one of our songs and I was like oh my gosh I'm so flattered he thought that you know. Right. That's um, I finally feel it. Okay, cool. And so yeah, and that's like the first song that we finished for this EP that we're doing, including and a song called "Good and Goodbye." Yeah, that's we did that one. Name. That was the second one we did. That's that's the second one. So we have four more songs that are in the works, Auto. Well, here's just a piece of "Good and Goodbye" just for a second. Okay, it's a breakup song. And you've done <laughs> a bunch of this at your house, right? I mean, yeah. In the modern day, well, we did. We actually the first tracks were at recording artists. Right during the live show. Right. That and I used then, to do. And we've added all, all of these the horns background. have been added and stuff. I think. Yes. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. Take a quick listen. When I look in your eyes and I see my reflection, I turn and walk away. I won't stand for this rejection. I should have seen it coming. Cause my dog never liked you anyway. So here I go with a smile on my face and I don't feel Help me find it, find it, find it. I had it up to it. 
I don't know why I liked you anyway because my dog never did. Is that what that lyric was? My dog my never liked dog you anyway. My dog never liked you anyway. There's a lot of connotations to dogs in the band. Back <laughs> in the day, D-Dog, there was all these dog songs. <gasps> I know. And it's then, a dog's world. I mean, it's dog's life. There's uh, Yeah, all Living Like a Labrador, Mark wrote right, that. Right. And so now you actually have a song, the one you already spoke of, called uh, Finally I, I feel Finally it. Feel It. I yes. Finally Feel It, which you recently produced a video for. Yes. And uh, involves a bunch of dogs if no one has seen the story and um there's a charity involved in uh making some money from the sale of the record tell yeah, me a little so, bit about this project well i it was it, the we finished the song we we finally finished i finally feel it and um i was laying in bed and and all of a sudden i had this this storyline come to me for the video what the video should be and it, it was a like a dog rescue storyline and so I told Mark, and then the next night I went to happy hour with two of my girlfriends and told them the story, and they're both huge dog advocates. And so one of them was like, if when you do the video, then um, you should have some of the proceeds go to dogs. And I was like, that's a great idea. So sure enough, a couple months later, we, you know, I, I started getting it organized. I'm like, I, all of these pieces are coming together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot this video. So found a director and three weeks later we shot the video and in the meantime like one of the girlfriends that was at the original happy hour she ended up taking a job with the arizona humane society and so we got the shoot in the works and then i was like connor i'm like nancy i am shooting this video so i hope that you guys are going to like it because i want you guys on board and so Arizona Humane Society was awesome and they um, they you know loved the song and we're so excited about it and so anyway yeah so this is called I Finally iTunes it's on no it's not on iTunes yet it is it is on our website which is sugarbeat.com S-U-G-A-H B-E-A-T dot com and then also on our Facebook page and um, you can download the video and 20% 20% goes to Arizona Humane Society. Cool. And um, and you can check out the video. It's so cute. Mark starred in it. And he did. And he did a great job. <laughs> he did and, a great job. And uh, I'm sure with your co-direction as well. And then you're in it as well. You yes, guys at kind the very of meet end. at the end of the video. Yes, a happy and, ending. And uh, there was a car wash uh, involved too. Yeah, so all of the people that are in this video, um, Los Olivos Car Wash, we right. have known her, Coletta, for years. She loved As Is Band. Right. And I hadn't seen her in years, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Coletta, you have to help us. It, you know, Can we shoot a video here? This is what it's about. Da, 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 da. <laughs> she liked the songs. So she was like, sure. So they did that. And then, um, you know, of course, we, um, we used Wagon Wash, which is a healthy pet store, which mm-hmm. is Steve O. Strauss from As Is mm-hmm. Band. He and his brother Richie hooked us up with all of the dog leashes that we need for one of the scenes um we yeah we used like people that you know we've known forever the ice cream truck in the the video Mm -hmm. my friend from high school her kid it was her ice cream truck his ice cream truck i mean it was just all these things and then the dog trainer was a girl who had her kids at our same preschool and i knew she was a dog trainer called her they were like it was one phone call and i like put put things together it was just one of those things where it was meant to happen so it's a fun song so I want to play a little bit of this okay I finally feel it yeah Sugar Beat yes I thought the single attitude so I accepted living life on my own a twisted fate brought you back to me so 
So this is, uh, I finally feel it, from Sugar Beat, and that's S-U-G-A-H-B-E-A-T dot com, yeah. where people can pick it up. And I noticed, Catherine, you have a whole page of notes, and I don't know if, uh, is there anything on there you wanted to mention before we let go, because the show is almost over, did we cover everything that for you? you were, and have always been a huge part of our hey, musical no, life. That's, that's not written there. That, I, it I wasn't is, looking but I was just that. thinking about it, because we did these tracks at, at Chaton, right. at your studio, Good and Goodbye, and Finally Feel It. Mm-hmm. And um, because you invited us down, so well, thank you. You're more than welcome. I love For what you've all done. All that them. you've done, and the video is awesome. Thank you. Because I've seen it. <laughs> That's right. So check it out online. You can see it. And uh, when's the next time the band is playing? So we are playing uh, September 25th at Oso in Paradise Valley on Tatum and Shea. Perfect. Four to seven. Sugarbeat.com. Thank you so much. Well, thank Auto you, Catherine, for coming in. I appreciate it. Love you, honey. I told you we could talk for now. I know. Oh my gosh, I'm chatty. <laughs> That's my that's my name. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye.